All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. It is a Wednesday night, which means we talk ACHA hockey. We hate the word club, so we call it the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful Denver, Colorado. I'm kidding you a little bit. Uh, We've been having thunderstorms on and off for the last five days, so not beautiful in every sense of the word, but my co-host is always Stephen Marsh, joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, where I know it's beautiful. Stephen, how are you? Yeah, beautiful and just around 100 degrees, which is really uh, pleasant for the month of July, but the, the hot weather is coming. <laughs> but I, I want to say all the, the fireworks have subsided finally, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think it was like two or three days of fireworks in the city. And I want to ask you, has the city of Denver calmed down yet? from the uh, big championship uh, parade for the uh, Stanley Cup champs? Well, I think it's slowing down because Jared Bednar took the cup today on his way uh, somewhere. Uh, I know he got on Air Canada headed towards Montreal maybe or somewhere with the draft coming up. But, yeah, it uh, it disappeared. So, uh, yeah, things are calming down just a little bit. Nobody's been able to dent it more than twice. <laughs> It, it hasn't shown up at too many uh, wrong addresses either, has it? <laughs> no, just one of those. But uh, tonight, Stephen, you're part of kicking out two things this week for us. Tonight, we kick off our summer of strength. Where, as I was telling you uh, in the in the pre-show stuff, that this is something I wanted to do for a long time. I think the strength and conditioning coaches, especially in hockey, uh, don't get the uh, recognition that they deserve. I mean, that is a thankless job that um, you could not produce a national championship or even a quality hockey team without them. So uh, that will be a lot of fun tonight. In just a few minutes, we're going to be bringing on the uh, strength and conditioning coach from Liberty University. Chris Kurt is going to join us. So we'll have that in about, oh, I don't know, eight, nine minutes, something like that. Um, and then we're going to continue on. We're going to go through the uh, the NCAA teams and we'll invite some more 
ACHA teams on Wednesday night. And then, of course, tomorrow night is the big debut of Pro Hockey West report that will be on YouTube and will be live. Yourself, me, Nick Maxson, and uh, Paul Hornstein even going to join us tomorrow night as we break down the uh, first round of the NHL draft and um, introduce the new show. And that show will be on YouTube. People can find it by searching Pro Hockey West Report. And uh, that will be a Thursday night staple video only. So you'll have to go to YouTube to see that show. But anyway. That means I'm going to have to. That means I'm going to have to do my hair for that show. <laughs> You're going to have to look good. And uh, Connor McGahee will be checking you out to make sure that hair is the same. Make sure I got the point in the front there. <laughs> Love it. Love it. So anyway, um, lots of things happen. We're talking off-season stuff in ACHA hockey. So there's golf tournaments. There's fundraisers. There's signings. Um, what I'm loving about this year. And my is... favorite, Scott, is schedules. <laughs> I know it is. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for a team here in Vegas to officially release theirs. That's coming Friday. <laughs> of course, of course. But I think we've pieced most of it together. I did get <laughs> so, I, I did get the NHL team to release theirs today, though. That finally came out. Nice, got nice the... work. <laughs> nice work. Remind me to send you a bonus check on that one, will you? <laughs> you know, you know my address. I'll wait for that check in the mail. <laughs> okay, okay. I'll just sell it to you. How about that? Oh yeah, that's right. That's even better. That's even better. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we just a little bit uh, about that. But, you know, one of the things that I was going to tell you is that uh, what I'm finding most interesting in the seven years that we've been doing this show is the competition level, especially at ACHA, has grown just immensely. You you know, I go on social media now and I see every team posting, "We, we got this guy, this guy committed, this guy committed from a certain area. We got this guy. He's a Division Three guy, uh, former NCAA guy. Uh, we got this quality player from the BCHL. I mean, and they're putting so much fun, and they're putting effort into it too with the different uh, teams that are, yeah. you know, having people that are going to actually write articles about these people instead of just posting it on social media. Say this is the person with the information. <laughs> you, there's links to click, and you can read about them. There's quotes. I mean, you know, he's been doing a good job this offseason. Arizona's doing a good job of putting theirs out there. Other. Uh, Utah is, is is putting is putting theirs out there, so uh, yeah, that's 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 the that's the exciting part. It's the it's the it's the tug of war, so to speak. It's the arms race <laughs> to see who's gonna who's gonna get the uh, who's gonna get who and or what 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 the teams are gonna look like, uh, you know, when the season starts in what August September. So, well, well, one thing that you know is you can't win a championship on paper, but you can get a heck of a good start. Uh, so I think the coaches are are really doing a good job. I know that uh, Coach Berman from Arizona is up in Michigan uh, doing his camp this weekend. So he did one in uh, Peoria. Now he's doing one in Michigan. So he's spreading his wings a little bit. Of course, he's a, a Michigan native, so it's kind of familiar to him. Um, and other people having camps, like I said, the golf tournaments are a big fundraiser. I, I texted with Nick Ravoni today. He's trying to entice me to make sure that I get all my information to him to uh, sponsor a whole um there so that's in the works we're trying to spread our wings and and be everywhere and we just can't be everywhere but we do the best that we can so we'll keep working on that um anything else before we we get to our guest tonight that you want to bring up regards to acha hockey is something that i may have missed or anything well the only thing i'll mention it was we've talked about it on this show we've asked a couple of the coaches uh the, the, the 
the director of the ACHA, Craig Barnett, came out with a little video about last week, uh, kind of updating. It's more for the, the teams, but, you know, it's out there on the website for people to, to see it. But, um, you know, updates about when people can get their registration stuff in, you know, for, for the programs and stuff. But there was some information about the national uh, meeting, the uh, annual meeting, and a couple of the proposals that were brought up. And one of them is what we've talked about before and I've asked about was th uh, the proposal to separate the divisions again into different locations. And that was, uh, that was presented uh, for a vote and uh, it was voted down, which means they're gonna keep the way it is. And that means keep the format that they've had, which is having all the divisions in, in one place for, for now, which they just started doing the last couple of years. And so they're gonna try to, try to do that uh, Going for, I guess they've done it for a little bit now, but but keep all the divisions in, in one one spot instead of trying to do uh, different spots. So, uh, Mr. Barnett asked me about that. He said, "Would it be difficult for you to travel around the country to uh, <laughs> to cover everyone?" So, um, you're welcome. I, I got them all set up in Boston area for you next year. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, uh, look, yeah, that'll be yeah, Bean Town. That'll be uh, that'll be fun to spend a, a week there. Of course, <laughs> we'll be in an ice rink most of the time, but we'll, we'll get out and explore Boston a little bit too. You Maybe I'll do another. I'll that. do another stand. I'll do another stand up from <laughs> Fenway Park, like I did in St. Louis at Bush Stadium. One of the games. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, let's do this. Let's take a quick break, and let's not wait any longer. We'll uh, we'll uh, be gone for about three minutes. We'll come right back and bring on the strength and conditioning coach, coach at Liberty University, Chris Kerr, with us in about three minutes. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. Your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong See if Liberty Hockey Liberty University is right for you. Visit us liberty.edu. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. 
check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Indeed it is. Welcome back in, hockey fans. This is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy coming at you tonight from Denver, Colorado. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada, where it's just a sultry 110 about now. I'm president right, accounted Stephen? for. <laughs> uh, it is Classes in session. <laughs> it is our pleasure tonight to kick off the Summer of Strength with the strength and conditioning coach from Liberty University, Chris Kerr, is with us. Chris, Scott, and Stephen with you. First of all, thanks for coming on. And how are you tonight? Hey, fellas. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Doing uh, doing great. It was another hot day here in Lynchburg, Virginia. Got a little rain this afternoon into the evening. Uh, overall, another beautiful day to be alive. Awesome. Awesome. What a beautiful part of the country you're in. I've been through there. I need to get back there. I promise uh, Coach Handy that I will get there, uh, maybe even this year, to, uh, to catch uh, some games in Lynchburg. Um, I want to start, Chris, by uh, by talking a little bit about how you got interested personally in becoming a strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, that, that's a great question. Well, hey, uh, the the midnight games here in Lynchburg are always <laughs> always a, a festival. If you could uh, stay up that late, it's uh, it's getting tougher for me as the years go on. But you know for sure, it was nice for me on the on the West Coast here. I watching it. It was only nine nine p.m. here, so it was. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's not bad at all, right? Yeah, but yeah, if you guys ever do roll through Liberty, we'll we'll roll out the red carpet for you for sure. But yeah, to just kind of address your question, I was kind of thinking about that one today, um, kind of a typical question to get. And I guess I've always sort of been a coach in some sort of sense. Uh, I was not particularly the best athlete ever. Um, and I think I had, you know, a higher IQ for the games than, that I played than I did the, the physical skill and everything like that. Uh, and then... Uh, it was probably my freshman year of college. I just started working out. I really enjoyed it. And that naturally led to kind of training, helping other people throughout my undergrad. And I was just super fortunate, super blessed to have met one of our hockey coaches at Liberty working out at a gym off campus uh, while I was a student. And it just kind of was a natural progression into getting into the strength conditioning world through that, just meeting the right person at the right time and having a passion for training people, which eventually turned into training our athletes here at Liberty. Yeah, that's uh, th that's just a fantastic story. And when you think about your university there, I call it yours. <laughs> I know yeah, yeah. you've got your undergrad and your grad there, so I, I think you can call it partial years. But um, I I'm always thrilled to watch the competitive level, but yet – uh, the thing that always gets me, Chris, is the prayer circle after every game. I, I just, um, in this day and age, it's so great to see the guys compete so hard and yet break it down and really um, bring faith into uh, the competition level. Oh, absolutely. And we 
we don't try to hide it or anything like that. Liberty is a uh, faith-based, it is a uh, Christian-based organization in school. It does not mean that you have to have, you know, a, that kind of uh, faith coming in. We'll, we'll take anybody and everybody uh, as long as, you know, they, they want to work hard for us and we'll enjoy the education and the opportunities they get here. Uh, but it is something special. It, it really is. And anytime, just for, for an example, uh, somebody leaves and they either come back or they leave and you kind of catch up with them, they really um, just attest to that special factor at Liberty that we get to have there, truly getting to pour into the individuals uh, and uh, our teams at a much deeper level. Right, a lot more surface level than some other people could get into, and that just happened today for me. I was uh, running uh, one of our workouts out on a field, and I kept looking across the field and going, "I think that's Henry. I'm I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's Henry." And we had uh, one of our strength conditioning coaches at Liberty recently go to another school, and he's back in town just to basically move his family, and he just said, "Like, hey, this is special. It's special what we have here." And it's an amazing thing to get to be a part of, uh, especially working with athletes, uh, whether it's an injury, just a bad day, whatever, getting to kind of share my faith with them is just a, a very welcome moment and opportunity that uh, we get here at Liberty and we're encouraged to kind of share. Okay. I know Steven wants to jump in with questions. I got to get one more and then he can fire away. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but anyway, Here's my thought. Um, I started this company seven years ago, at least it will be uh, seven or yeah, seven years in August. Um, and when I started, I, I did it because ASU had an NCAA program. But then I looked around and I thought, you know, ACHA doesn't get much coverage. I'm going to dig into this. So uh, being in Arizona at the time, I looked into Arizona State. I looked at U of A. I looked at UNLV. And they were, they were all just kind of in different positions of I call it disarray they weren't really functioning the way they are now and I saw your team uh, in in Chicago this past uh, fall and what I'm most impressed about about ACHA hockey is the guys show up at the rink they're dressed alike they're dressed nice they're uh, very polite very cordial and I can't tell the difference sometimes Chris between uh, an NCAA team arriving and an ACHA D1 team arriving and I just want to know what your thought is about training those guys. How much different is it to condition an ACHA D1 athlete versus perhaps what they are doing at the NCAA level? That is a phenomenal question, and I, I couldn't agree more. So I was actually in Chicago for that road trip as well, and there were moments where I was, I was in our hotel overlooking uh, the lake, and it was just like, man, this is insane. This is wild what we have here um, for ACHA hockey. And I really think that the lines are ble being very blurred between NCAA Division I, NCAA Division Three, and what, what we also have at our ACHA levels. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, but it's, it's interesting. When I was a student uh, and trying to get into the strength conditioning world. I remember speaking to a NCAA division one football strength conditioning coach. And he said, why do you want to work with athletes? 
And I said, I want to work with people who want to just get after it all the time, uh, who have that you know, sweat equity, their hard work mindset. And he looked at me and said, you couldn't be more wrong about that. I have to chase most <laughs> of my athletes to get into the weight room. They love to play the sport. They don't love to work out. And so I kind of took that as a, you know, a 19, 20 year old. And I was like, huh, that's weird. And it's the same story, the same conversation. Athletes are athletes, whether it's, you know, uh, here at Liberty, whether it's, you know, um, over at UNLV, whether it's up north in Minnesota or down south in Texas, athletes love to play their game. And on any team, you get, you know, 25% that enjoy the weight room, 25% that are indifferent, 25% that do not want to be there. And then, you know, the other 25 just depends on the day and uh, how their classes went or anything like that. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, it's really just a, when you're training athletes in a weight room, it really depends on who the head coach is, who the athletes are there that got recruited and just the identity and culture of the team. And I've seen and I've been a part of, you know, some NCAA teams with a phenomenal culture that they just get after it. And I've also seen some that don't. And same thing uh, within the ACHA. Uh, I've been a part of teams where it's just like, oh, these are some dogs. Like these are people that come in here <laughs> and they don't, they don't know what not working hard is they don't even know that's an option they just grind through this uh and yeah it's it's amazing no matter no matter the level it really depends on you know just the the team that you bring together the culture the identity and having that head coach really steer the ship well and that makes a world of difference in the weight room okay well i i brought stephen marsh on because he gets after it so stephen get after it give Chris oh. some good stuff Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, I, I will start with, uh, well, let me ask you this. Um, are you exclusive to the hockey program or do you, it sounds like you you're involved in the other, uh, quote unquote club sports there. And, uh, what is the, is so what is the, that's a quarter between? by the way. I know you, I know you air quoted <laughs> it, but it's still a quarter in the jar. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then what is the, um, the difference maybe between other sports that you do with similarities from, from hockey, I mean, obviously, the you, you still got to kind of train the same, but it's probably different from training for hockey than it is for maybe like on you know, wrestling or some other sport. No, no, absolutely. And so, I first started July first. Oh, just past my anniversary here, uh, July first of 2014. So fresh out of school and was just incredibly blessed and fortunate to get the position that I currently have. And when I first started, it was just me and about 40 of our teams that we have at Liberty. And so it was a lot, right? It was two or three teams in the morning, two or three, four teams in the afternoon, ranging from our crew team to volleyball, to wrestling, uh, to all the hockey programs that we have here at Liberty. Uh, it was a lot. And again, it's it just speaks to the program that Kirk Candy has set up here at Liberty. And it speaks to how much the school invests in us. But now where I'm at, I have another full-time assistant, uh, Jared Lovelace, who is just incredible. And I have two GAs, uh, Cole Seaborn, Elkie Bells, who do a phenomenal job as well. So my 
roles and responsibilities used to be all the teams, but now I primarily only work with our uh, men's and women's division one hockey programs at Liberty. And it used to be for a long time, our wrestling uh, and then our hockey programs as well. Uh, But a great opportunity came up where my former assistant, Ross Garner, he had a wrestling background and I didn't. And it was like, let me let this guy uh, take over that team as well. And so that's kind of where we're at now, theoretically, on paper, right? I'm the director of our sports performance department. So I oversee all the training for our uh, 40-plus club sports teams and over 500 athletes and 80-something coaches. But primarily, uh, every day I'm in the weight room with our men's and women's Division One teams. Okay, so I know at the NCAA level, Chris, um, at the end of every season, the strength and conditioning coach will get together with each individual player, give them an assignment, uh, if you will, for the, the off season, uh, how much time to take off, when to get back started again. Is that something you guys are doing too, or is it more, uh, you know, when you come back to campus, that's when we get started? Yeah, absolutely. And so when I first took over, um, the, the beautiful thing about the, the leadership that we have at Liberty is they kind of gave me a blank canvas and said, stay within the lines. And so I was able to make it however I wanted. And I, I didn't know any other way other than to model after all the, the experiences and the coaches that I've been under. And so I run this thing the exact same way as any sort of major NCAA institution will. Um, so the way that we deliver everything is we have a, an app that we use called Team Builder, uh, which is a phenomenal tool. There's uh, a lot out there. I personally uh, prefer that one. And so all throughout the summer, all throughout the, the year, I'm communicating back and forth with the athletes through that. You know, kids these days love their cell phones. They're always on them. So <laughs> that's an easy way to communicate. And then each athlete has workouts delivered to them. And certain particular athletes, I'll communicate um, depending on, hey, uh, classically, you're somebody that has a knee issue. I want you to modify and do this. Hey, you just are recovering from a surgery. Hey, we need you to, for the role you play on our team, uh, try to focus on this. Um, Hey, you got the hands, you got the IQ, you got all the skill. Let's make you a little faster now or a little more resilient. And so in the exact same way that, uh, yeah, any NCAA program meets, talks with their individual athletes, I'm absolutely doing that. Because at the end of the day, my job is to help the team win. That That's it, right? Years and years ago, somebody decided that having somebody off the ice to improve physical performance of the athletes would have a positive outcome on the ice. And so that's my job. It's whatever sort of barrier there might be, attack and destroy that barrier so that we could be successful on the ice. All right, Steven. All right, I want to, you know, the, the pandemic sort of says in the rearview mirror a little bit, but we had a period of time there, where obviously, where uh, COVID kind of changed some things of, of our lives. I'm just curious, kind of from your perspective, how did that impact? I mean, maybe how you, you train with the guys or, or what was it a lot more virtual stuff? Were you still able to have that kind of contact? And, and how did that 
And maybe was there stuff that we learned through the pandemic that you can, you can maybe implement? Maybe like, hey, we can do video chat more, or we can do connection connection more, even if we don't it physically in person. That yeah, that's a, a very good question, and definitely uh, twenty twenty changed a lot. However, for us at Liberty, I think we benefited tremendously from the pandemic. And here's what I mean by that. Obviously, being a hockey team, a large majority of our players on the men's and the women's side are Canadian. So they didn't want to go home for the summer, right, when things were up in the air. So a lot of our players, for the first time ever, were able to stay uh, and either uh, uh, take a class and through being a student have a uh, international work study type of position um, or they were just you know hanging out in Lynchburg taking some classes or uh, just not wanting to go home and so that was the first time we had a large majority of our hockey players in town for the entire summer and that kind of set the precedent of hey uh we stayed with Chris here this summer. We trained with him outside with uh, the equipment we had, and then eventually we were able to get inside with some restrictions. And all of those players improved. Right? All those players were faster, stronger, more resilient on the ice and had great seasons. And we just started to stack up this uh, kind of newfound culture and identity of if you want to be a successful team, we need great individuals staying and working hard over summer is the way to do it. And so our, our last year, summer 2021, we saw a, another large group of athletes uh, from our men's and women's side stick around, and we're having that as well. And so along those lines, the pandemic was great for us because we had a lot of uh, young student athletes with not a whole lot to do. And then in addition, I had to kind of just get better. And it was a great way for me to test out my sort of theory of sprint-based hockey. I, I truly believe that speed is the game changer for the, the game of hockey the way it is now uh, with the rules and just the systems that a lot of people have in place, right? When you have a, a D-man you know, uh, giving an outlet pass and then jumping into the rush, they need to be fast. And so we could see how speed really impacts things. So when we had all these outdoor workouts on on a turf field you know spread out and all that with the restrictions we had here in virginia it was really a great time to emphasize let's get faster let's really focus on this sprint based hockey boy we could go deep into this i want to ask uh, first a lighthearted one and then a second uh part of it a little bit more difficult so here's a lighthearted one yeah um do you have one specific drill that you think is unique that you just like, I, I want guys to try this because this is unique and I don't know how many other people are doing it. Um, so that's part one. And number two, this was a technical one. What's the difference between training for speed and training for quickness? Great questions. Very good. I'm just writing these down because uh, <laughs> I've have been known to forget a time or two. You can just ask, ask my, uh, my wife who, uh, who, by the way, was my, my wife was my IT director tonight, helping to set up this call and everything. So big well, shout out to. Well, she did a great it. job because you're all set up. Oh <laughs> well, hey, I appreciate it. That's a that's all her. So yeah, to to go with the first one, the the one drill. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I I'm not that smart 
I'm, I'm not, I'm not the most, uh, you know, creative or unique guy in the world, but what I am world class at is stealing. I am so good <laughs> at stealing all these other coaches, uh, thoughts and ideas. And, uh, just because it's a, a unique piece of equipment, I could say, uh, sprinting with, I, I'm incredibly, incredibly fortunate and blessed to have a, uh, a piece of technology called a 1080 sprint. Um, it, this is something that uh, if I, if I want to ask questions about, Hey, what are you doing with this? I have to talk to NHL guys, or I have to talk to the, the top of the top big 10 hockey guys um, because it's such a, uh, a very rare piece of equipment to have. And so part of having a emphasis on sprint based hockey I do a lot of unique uh, drills with that piece of equipment. And so it's a, it's a timing system, a sled, and a force plate kind of all put into one. Um, and then on top of that, I, I do a lot of weird, funky stuff for uh, <laughs> big, big toes. Gotta have a strong big toe. Uh, your wow, big toe, that's yeah. a good one. I like that. Yeah, it's... Uh, Feet, feet are sexy right now. You, you gotta, you gotta work on the feet big time. And so there's, uh, in anything you're doing on or off the ice, your big toe has to be digging into the ground. Uh, your big toe is linked to your butt cheeks. And so if you're not grabbing and digging into the ice through your skate or into the ground through your shoe with your big toe, you're not going to be activating your glutes as well and your uh, propulsion will be dampened, all right? So if you don't dig in your big toe, your big, strong butt cheeks don't work as well, and you don't go as fast. And you ask any power skating coach, even on the start, they want you to dig your big toes into the ice. Uh, when you're at top speed, they want that toe flick at the end. And so, yeah, I would say my, my 1080 and uh, the big toe there's a, a lot of unique kind of weird stuff I'm doing there. Uh, I like but, it. Yeah, to to address the training for speed and quickness, that is a phenomenal, phenomenal question and something that definitely could be addressed. And so I will defer and refer a bunch of on-ice skating to um, some power skating coaches I've been hooked up with in the last year. We were, again, super blessed at Liberty last year in the middle of Virginia to have a hockey family kind of living there for, for the summer. And so the, the dad, Matthew Montgomery, he has two sons, uh, Bryce Montgomery, who uh, was drafted last year to the Her uh, Carolina hurricanes uh, played in the OHL for the London Knights and uh, his son, Bryce, uh, excuse me, his son, other son, Blake, uh, he was at the Seacoast Academy uh, this year. And so uh, Monty, hooked us up with um, Eric and Angelo from Pro Stride Power Skating. And wow. they were the ones to really help me understand the differences between being quick and fast. And so quick, think blue line to blue line or blue line to red line. And when it comes down to it, quick is hockey. When you're in the ozone, you need to create time and space. You have to be quick. You have to be able to get separation from the defender or when open space does arise, you have to be able to get there. 
and there's a, a, you know, a whole way to kind of train being quick. And then there's being fast. You could think of uh, McKinnon or McDavid uh, just ripping down the boards and going wide on a defender. Uh, so that's fast. And so when you're training for uh, speed or for being fast, to me, the best thing is just train like a sprinter. Uh, have those uh, short plyometric jumps and hops, you know, your classic stuff you can see on the internet, uh, train with sprinting, got to be fast. And then to train for quickness, you have to be strong. You have to be strong in order to be quick. And so uh, to give a, another example, running backs in the NFL are quick, right? They get the ball and they can burst through the line of scrimmage but they'll always get run down and caught by the cornerback or the safety because those guys are fast. So uh, when you're, good stuff. yeah, when you, <laughs> well, yeah, I pre- yeah, appreciate it. When you're, when you're training to be quick, it's the first five, 10 yards. When you're training to be fast, it's the uh, 20, 30, 40 yards. And so for me with hockey, I really have an emphasis on, uh, two out of the three kind of speed workouts we do are for being quick and for training acceleration. And a- along with that, again, to go back to the big toe, you have to have strong feet. Uh, everybody understands if you slam a basketball into the ground, the harder you slam it, the higher it goes. Well, also, if you slam it on concrete, it's going to go higher than if you slam it on grass. Oh, excuse me, on sand right? Slam basketball on concrete, slam it on sand. It's going to go higher off of the concrete. So the point to that is if you have weak, soft feet, weak, soft ankles, if you don't have a lot of strength around your knee joints, around your hip joints, you're going to put a bunch of force into the the ice or into the ground, but it's going to be hitting off of sand and you're not going to go anywhere. So that's, yeah, that's the, uh, the importance there of having the strong feet, ankles, knees, and hips. And your strength is what holds those joints all kind of together. And then you have your tendons and your ligaments that allow you to kind of propel out. And so that's how you could get Michael Jordan with skinny calves being able to, you know, dunk a basketball like he does because he's so strong uh, with the, the feet, the ankles, knees, and hips. Good stuff. Steven, uh, I, I'm going to take that all in while you have the next one. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, it's all, the, the big toe thing. And then, Scott, you could you could do the five-yard five, five yard thing at least, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop it. With your bendy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess, so let me, uh, you know, you talk about things that you see in the NHL, obviously the NCAA. So how much of your time do you spend, you know, when, when people watch a game, People are watching it for different purposes. Mm-hmm. Fans are watching it just for the excitement and seeing their team and, and competing. You know, us as the media, we're, we're watching it to kind of break down and have analysis of it. But you, you probably watch hockey uh, a lot, and you probably are watching it for, for conditioning purposes, what they're, what they're doing, how they, as you talked about the speed and, and just how they're, maybe how they're playing and how, how you can relate that back to, to Liberty. Yeah, absolutely. And so the goal for me is – I do not want to have the best weight room team because I've gone down that path in my early years and I realized it was a mistake. 
we won every game in the weight room. We looked unbelievable in the weight room. And then we get on the ice and I'm shaking my head going, huh, this isn't really transferring. This, this, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense in the weight room. We're the best team in the country and out here we're not. And so I really had to start to watch, pick apart the game, uh, reach out to a bunch of mentors. And now the goal for me is pick apart the game and find transfer from the weight room to the game. And again, case in point, being quick, right? Having that speed from the blue line to the red line, that's the difference between now it's no longer a 50-50 puck battle. It's I'm faster than you. I'm just going to go get the puck type of battle. Um, so yeah, when I, when I watch a game, I just try to look for what are the big moments? And so big moments of games, all right, we're, we're, we're stronger and we could box out in front of the net. We have a better screen on the goalie. We got a goal there. Uh, we're able to win more 50-50 puck battles because they're a little stronger. We're able to win the game because we're winning on the boards, right? Uh, over 50% of the game is played within three feet of the boards. I'm, I'm making that stat up, but just you know, as an example and having a little bit more strength, that helps. And uh, it's just a, I want to make sure everything I'm doing off the ice has a transfer to on the ice. And again, one of the key components to that is just having a faster team. If, if I can make everybody two, three, 4% faster, that elevates everything. Our skating is better. Our shooting is better. Our stick handling and our passing. Good stuff. Okay. I got two more, uh, two parter. One is a, a humorous one again, kind of. <laughs> and the other one is a little bit more uh, detailed, but um, a good friend of our program is Leanne Blinn, the strength and conditioning coach at uh, Arizona State. And uh, I don't know how much you know or if you know Leanne, but mm -hmm. uh, she has the title of strongest, or she had the title at least. Uh, she probably still does, the strongest woman in the world. And uh, she pulled an airplane uh, at one point. <laughs> she's, she's pushed buses. She's pulled buses. Um, and one of the things she likes to do early in the start of the hockey season is take the guys out and have them do different things like that. And I joke with her, I'm going like, who's going to be your strongest guy that to pull an airplane? She goes, it's going to take six. It's going to take six of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's kind of a humorous thing. So if you ever get a chance to get out on a runway somewhere, get those guys attached to an airplane, have them pull it. But <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing is, uh, I had a chance to to watch a lot of Colorado Avalanche hockey being here in Colorado this year. And um, two things that, that I saw, um, you brought up Nathan McKinnon earlier, and he's just unbelievable. But uh, I think the best player in hockey right now is Kale McCarr. Mm -hmm. And I, I say it because when you mention feet, so many times analysts will say, look at Kale McCarr's feet. And you mentioned pushing off of your big toe. That's how he does it. That's how he makes his moves. Um, in addition, of course, to he looks like he's never skating forward or backward. He's always in between. Mm -hmm. um, have you noticed that? And is that is that something that can be taught, or is that a natural skill? No, great, great questions. And so uh, I actually, uh, in preparation for this, uh, knowing you guys cover the Southwest, I actually pulled uh, Leanne's uh, bio up and. <laughs> So, uh, 
Kirk Handy, great friends with uh, Coach Powers out of ASU. And um, just through that relationship, I was able to get on a call uh, with Coach. And first off, I have to say, she is, I, 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 I'm a nobody, right, in the world. She, she's a somebody <laughs> for sure, and she took a lot of time out of her day to to have a conversation with me with the time change and everything like that, right? Virginia to ASU, or excuse right. me, to Arizona, and uh, I was just blown away. And I was even able to ask her personal life questions. And I have a friend uh, who also competes in powerlifting, and was able to ask her some things about that. And she gave me just a lot of really good ideas. And again, I always go back to conversations like that and just feel super appreciative to be in the, in the strength conditioning world, because there are so many great people and actually a big shout out to her as well. Uh, I, I didn't know this, but in uh, 2021, she was named the N, uh, NSCA, which is mm-hmm. kind of our accrediting body, uh, college strength coach of the year. So uh, a huge shout out to coach Leanne and that's, that's unreal. Um, but yeah, I, we, we do have an airport super close to the, uh, <laughs> to the university. I, we can maybe get a, a Cessna or two out there for some of our guys to pull around. I'll have to, I'll have to talk to coach Andy about that. Uh, coach, uh, okay. Coach that, first of all, they're not going to let you go with a Cessna. You got to go big. That's the <laughs> end. That was a big jet. She pulled. <laughs> no, I, I believe it. And, uh, what, one of our, uh, uh former, um, strength conditioning coaches for the football team here, uh, coach Bill Gillespie, who is a, a phenomenal man and mentor. Uh, he, he knows Leanne as well, just through the powerlifting world. Uh, and I, I was asking him about her and it was just one of those, Oh, she's strong. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. no, she's, she's strong. Uh, so if coach Bill's saying you're strong, then you're, you're definitely, uh, you know, a little something special, but yeah, just, uh, um, touch on the, the Nathan McKinnon and, uh, excuse me, the, uh, Macar and the feet and everything like that. Um, so first thing I kind of want to address there is I, I go back and forth with our, um, uh, at Liberty, we'll, we'll bring in our, our skating coaches from pro stride, uh, towards the end of August, beginning of September. And what they'll say is how important I am for the team. And I disagree and say how important they are and skating coaches are for the team. And so for any parents listening out there, uh, if you have the opportunities um, financially or just time-wise, set your young players up with a quality power skating coach. I I can't think of anything else more productive or beneficial than being able to skate at a very, very high level. Uh, And again, I'll I'll, I'll shout it out. I'm not paid for it, but uh, you can check out... (laughs) pro stride skating, uh, just awesome dudes and, uh, they know their stuff. And so, uh, for Makar, number one, he's super genetically blessed, right? He's, he's got great parents that made him a great athlete. Um, but yeah, it's amazing what he could do at the blue line with his feet. It's just like he's dancing out there. And so, um, with that being said, in order to do something like that, you need to have elite elite feet ankles and a nervous system and so those are th- those are things <laughs> that last that, one is good <laughs> oh yeah yeah it just it just is what it is you gotta have it and uh the, those things can be trained to a certain extent off the ice and so 
when you're moving on the ice, everything has to be powerful. You're not dancing out there, right? Even though you might not be covering a giant amount of space on the ice, you still have to push off of that ice hard. And so that's where I have a disagreement out there in the world. Everybody has seen the the ladders that people put on the ground and there's there's a benefit to them, but I think a lot of coaches or parents or athletes kind of overhype them a little bit. So here's my analogy and I st- again, I'm not very smart so I stole this. I can't remember who it was from, <laughs> but uh using a, a a speed ladder off ice, right? one foot in one foot out to work on foot quickness is like learning to play the piano to work on hand quickness. It just, right. It just like, huh, it doesn't make sense. Right. So, um, when you're doing that, that foot ladder stuff, uh, essentially you're using a memorized pattern, which is not the game of hockey. It's, it's very random. You have to read and react and, you're not putting a lot of force or pressure into the ground or the ice. And so it's, it's like, you know, playing the piano, your hands, your fingers are moving a mile a minute, but nobody does that to work on their hands for stick handling or passing or shooting. Right. So it just kind of, to me, there isn't as much of a transfer. What would be time better spent is working on some exercises to strengthen your feet, to work on your ankle uh, mobility and strength, uh, as well as some, uh, jumping plyometrics and, uh, sprinting type of, of exercises. Um, and, you know, not saying that Makar probably can't tear up a dance floor and has, you know, the fast salsa (laughs) feet or anything like that. Um, but I, I would, I would suffice it to say that if I were to put him on, you know, some of my machines or run him through some of my exercises, he would just be at the elite level with those, uh, one testing for foot strength. Good stuff. Steven, you got another one here for Chris? Yeah, we, we all know that hockey players are tough, uh, tough, some of the toughest. And I think it's in sports and, and we see it every year, especially in the NHL, you know, in playoff runs, teams that make deep runs. And we find out always after the season, how, banged up players are really and they're playing through so much i don't know i mean you're at the acha level i mean just i mean what are some things that you you see as the season goes on as players or especially get towards later in the season when they're trying to you know make a run in a tournament or whatever that um that that there's times where players they're they're so hurt that they really shouldn't be playing but somehow they gut it out and then how and, and what's your role in that when you you know you just have to keep them in the as best as the shape that they can when they're fighting through so much a lot in a lot of times in the season yeah no it's uh i just can't imagine going through a three period 60 minute war and having to wake up the next day and do it all again right and in this college hockey schedule and you play back-to-back games it is it is just incredible the the amount of stress that these young men and women are putting on their bodies. It is just amazing. And, and they get and, banged up pretty good. I mean, I mean it's not I mean they're not hitting like at the NHL level, but I mean they're they're I mean they're they're falling down. I mean, obviously they're getting tripped up or whatever with other teams and they're getting hit into the board still pretty hard. I mean, they're getting crushed. I mean, it's it's people don't realize I think we, as we see ACHA hockey is 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 pretty 
pretty intense at, at times. No, oh, absolutely. I mean, they're not playing patty cake out there. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I just tell anyone run as fast as you can and then run into a wall with your shoulder and tell me how that feels. And that's essentially what happens game after game across the season. You want to try that after the show, Scott? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. no I, I'll watch on the video. <laughs> no, it's 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 amazing uh, what what these uh, men and women do, and uh, the I mean, it's just a sacrifice to their body uh, that that they're that they're uh, you know doing for for the love of the sport. But um, when when you get on a team, it just is what it is. You're you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for uh, the the guy to the left to the right of you. It, and I really think that's what pushes and motivates people. And so in the sport of hockey, you're always going to have a, a, sh- a guy with a shoulder injury, right? From how they hit. And it's not like they're falling on the ground. They're falling on the ice, which is concrete, right? It's not forgiving. And you never know where your hand or your body or shoulder is going to go, right? You stick out your arm to brace your fall. It's going whichever way the ice wants it to. Uh, you're always going to have your hip, your groin type of issues, and we're 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 blessed at Liberty. We have a phenomenal uh, sports medicine staff that you know. It again, it's it's the NCAA treatment. We have our own person dedicated to our men's and women's teams. Uh, they travel with them. They have basically you know twenty four seven access rather than uh, you know some programs. You know they don't have that, and through the coaching staff, through what I get to do with them, we've done a, a pretty good job of mitigating uh, major uh, wear and tear injuries. You cannot prevent someone goes into the boards awkwardly because some someone dummied them from behind. It just you, you can't prevent those things. They're a part of the game. They're going to happen. But what I like to say is we've reduced the likelihood and the duration of injuries that might come up. And again, uh, to, just to you know, bring it full circle, if they're digging through their big toes properly uh, and they're pushing <laughs> and they're activating through the glutes, uh, that's going to take away a lot of the issues in the low back and the groin. And so uh, you could trace a lot of our back pain and a lot of our groin issues to uh, poor glute activation. And so... I've been fortunate to learn some techniques for that, for testing and uh, how to make sure uh, our, our men and women are firing on all cylinders there. And yeah, it's just, it's a long, rough season and you definitely do <laughs> not, do not win a championship without a, a lot of, uh, you know, it's not, not band-aids, but that's what I like to say. You need, you need a lot of tape to hold, to hold these athletes together. Nice. All right. I'm going to let you go on this one. I'm going to give you a couple of comments. <laughs> Hopefully you think these are hilarious because I recovered from them. But uh, I tore my right ACL and got a microfracture at the same time, almost on the same spot in the ice. One time it was a non-contact um, coaching. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. I, oh, no. I, I caught my skate in a rut, went yeah. down, and my, my junior varsity team thought I was dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and, and then the second one where I got the microfracture along with it, I was refereeing a game almost the exact same spot on the ice, caught a rut again, went down, and uh, I'm laying on the ice, and my whistle fell off my hand. I can't reach it. And I can see this guy from the corner getting ready to wrap the puck around. I was up on the blue line. I'm going like, oh, no. 
know, I can't get up and he's going to shoot this thing right at my face. Uh, oh, <laughs> luckily, geez. luckily he didn't hit me, but, but so those are two injuries that I went through. And then, um, I played golf and taught golf for 25 years before I got back into the hockey business. And, uh, as my, I got older, my golf game started to fade, my distance faded mm-hmm. and I was having a lot of pain and I had to have, uh, bunionectomies on both both feet and when i went back to rehab that's when i realized that was the first time chris at uh, i don't know 40 something years old that uh, i realized the importance of the big toe you're talking about so oh yeah yeah there we they, go. they worked me back out on that to get my bunion uh surgery healed and uh the first time i swung a golf club i i seriously had 30 yards that i didn't even know how i had lost it Wow. Uh, it was it was incredible. So just two things to uh, to tell you that I believe in what you're doing. And man, thanks so much for taking time. I, I don't think we could have had a better guest kick off this series. And uh, you're welcome to listen in because we're going to try to get everybody on, all seven of our NCAA coaches, as well as about three more ACHA uh, conditioning and strength and conditioning coaches. So Chris Kerr, thanks for spending some time with us. Hope I can run in and uh, and meet you this time. I didn't, I didn't know you when I was in Chicago, but I'm sure Kirk will take care of that. So um, oh, hopefully we'll see him in uh, in Lynchburg. Yeah, hey fellas, th- th- thank you so much. That this really means a lot. Uh, just to you know, give me the opportunity to share a little bit about some of the things that I've learned along the way here at Liberty, and definitely for uh, you know giving the ACHA a platform. It's it's awesome. I really appreciate it. And yeah, we'll uh, I'll I'll be out there in you know Las Vegas in November next. Oh, year. I was just I was just yeah. gonna say there's a there's a rumor has it that Liberty and Vegas are gonna play each other this uh, this November here in Vegas. There's a road trip you gotta make. <laughs> it's gotta oh, be that yeah. one. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So hopefully uh, hopefully Plus, you guys could be there and we could uh, we can meet up. Absolutely. Well, I know Stephen will be there for sure. My plan is to be there as well because. I've got some work out there, so uh, we'll take care of it. But thanks again for joining us, uh, especially on such short notice. And anytime you want to come back on again, just shoot me a text or whatever and say, hey, I got something to talk about. We'd love to have you. Season, not season, it doesn't matter. Oh, wow. No, that, that really means a lot. I, I really appreciate it. And, and again, thank you for uh, giving a, a voice to you know the, the guys behind the scenes as well, uh, grinding and sweating it out in the weight room with, with the boys and with the girls. Uh, it really means a lot, especially to just for me, if, if a dad or a coach hears this and, uh, modifies a few things to help their, um, you know, their athletes that, that means the world to me. So thank you again for the platform and getting me in front of your audience. I really appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate you have a good night and, uh, we'll catch up to you very, very soon. That's Chris Kerr folks the strength and conditioning coach at Liberty University. Steve and I are going to be back in about three minutes to uh, wrap up another episode of the Great West College Hockey Podcast. I'm going to go work on my big toe in the meantime. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. Your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong. See if Liberty Hockey Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu.
team. Your Western Collegiate Hockey League champion. Your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team. Your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. From the Summer State Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Indeed it is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy with you from uh, Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh from Las Vegas, Nevada. Stephen, uh, you know the drill that I always ask when we have a guest, but I'm going to start this one off tonight um, by saying I don't think we could have picked a better guest to kick off uh, the strength uh, summer of strength because, uh, man, I learned so much. And people said to me when I brought this up, they said, how, how are you going to go through shows talking about strength and conditioning? Well, guess what? Those people are the strongest. They are the most dedicated. And without them, the team success is not going to happen. It's as important as any part of the aspect of coaching. I thought you asked a great question about the injury part. Um, but just what did you take away from Chris tonight? No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think it was that was an awesome way to start off this uh, this summer of strength. And if we, if all the following guests are as inf- insightful as, as he was tonight, as Chris uh, was tonight, man, this is going to be, uh, uh, I think this is going to be real informative for, for a lot of people that may not understand exactly how, I mean, what goes into putting together a team and, and, and the performance that they, they go through. I mean, we, you know, and I think it's, it's at every level, uh, we're so quick to, to, pr- to praise or to even criticize, oh, this, this team didn't do this or this, you know, and, and we got to realize that there's so much that training and stuff that goes on that, that I don't even think everybody understands. I mean, and I think it's just so, it's so enlightful to, to see. I really, uh, I, I thought the, I asked about the, the pandemic and how that thing, I, that was, a, I, I even, I learned something from that, that, you know, a lot of the, his, the team was from, from Canada. So they didn't want to go back to Canada where it was, you know, the restrictions were, were probably a little bit more were severe up there and maybe the, we're traveling back and forth. So they stayed in the States and took some classes and, and did some more training and stuff. And, and it made them as a, a better team overall, that they had that extra time, together that they wouldn't have had that they would the players would be going back to Canada and be doing their own thing but they were able to to, to be outside and, and do what they could have done it with the circumstances but that I thought that was uh that was really interesting and and it just it was a lot so I'm, I have to go back and listen to it because there was just so much information I, I learned it's all about the big toe though Scott it's all about the big big toe you gotta have a good oh good I could have told toe. you that I could have told you that but that's the first time but, I've had a hockey guy come on and tell uh, tell everybody that but that it, when I uh, when I had my bunionectomies, that's what they worked on, man, over and over and over again. 
but it, it's so true. I think it's so it's so and it's such an important thing. I mean, it was you know, it's a lot for your. It can be for you know your your balance or your way you perform and stuff. It's it's you know it's obviously your biggest toe, so that's it's it carries a lot of a lot of weight. And so if you you know you you can you can train with it or you know and be able to to master it and stuff. It's, uh, it's well, you, you know what else it does, it, Chris? Chris said it. It strengthens your glutes. And you yeah, saw me go up and down. You saw me go up and down stairs, and I yeah. go through a lot of them during the hockey season. So. <laughs> yes. yes, I got strong glutes because I got good big toes. I'm telling you that right now. That's why <laughs> I like. That's why I like to take elevators. <laughs> uh, I love it. One of us goes the stairs. One goes the elevator. You figure it out, folks. Uh, anyway, anyway, and you've had and you've had quite, and you've. And you've had a few injuries. You've had a you've had a few injuries in, I've in your time. Many. I've had too many. <laughs> Even too many. Recently, I don't so. want anymore. Yeah, I don't want anymore. Um, my biggest takeaway was again the dedication to preparing ACHA athletes a lot like NCAA athletes. And you know, I didn't have a chance to tell Chris, but uh, maybe Kirk just told him about my crazy adventure two years ago, where I spent a month on the road looking at hockey players from uh, age thirty to to 16 basically and uh, i just believe that that gap is shrinking so much and the nhl draft coming up tomorrow we're going to see guys that uh are nhl ready there were guys again this past season that were nhl ready coming out of the draft at 18 19 years old um so so i think that's the thing and the other thing is uh when liberty university travels you know it's liberty university uh they look good on and off the ice they're very well kept. They're very well mannered. And um, if you're that way off the ice, the chances are you're going to be pretty darn good on the ice. Yeah, I was real impressed with them when I saw them in person in, in St. Louis or, in, you know, there at at, uh, at Centene. And it was uh, during the ACHA tournament. It was, uh, yeah, they, they, they are, uh, they conduct themselves. Well, obviously, they have a high standards and stuff for their, for their religious beliefs, which is, which is great. And, and the, the prayer circles you mentioned, I, I, still, I still marvel at that. And uh, and sometimes other teams are willing to to involve themselves with that. I know UNLV has done that and, and stuff. But it's just even and even as intense as a, a game can be, that that you still just you, you whether you lose if you lose a tough game or you win a tough game, that you have that moment where you're together and, and you recognize um, and you be together in that moment. So it's it's really a uh, really cool and uh, and uh, I guess I know where you're going to be in uh, in, no- in November. <laughs> you're going to be out here in in, in Vegas well, right now. Uh, I've got, I've got plans. My schedule is starting to come together, but, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can't have all again, the fun there in Colorado. I, Don't forget about us no, here in Vegas. No, still, we got, we're going to have no. ASU's going to be here. You're going to have some NCAA stuff here and, <laughs> and we got the AHL stuff going on now. Yeah, so there's oh, yeah. going to be a lot of, oh. a lot of moving parts, but, uh, again, a big thanks to, to Chris Kerr for joining us and, uh, and giving us some insight into uh, what it's like to be a strength and conditioning coach. And let's not forget, Liberty's got more than two teams, hockey teams. I think they got five now, if I remember seeing the... I, I, uh, I believe you're right, yeah. I think they've got one at yeah. every every uh, division in, in, in the women level and at the men level. Yeah, I believe you're right. That, that's impressive. That is impressive. Yeah. That takes leadership. That takes dedication. And uh, to keep those guys going and, and keep them energetic and involved, you need to have good people. And and here and I would this is from his bio page, uh, which I, in his first year on the staff, 
he he saw the first two national championships captured in the department's history in in both wrestling, which mentioned he was involved with that with some, and the women's uh, D one hockey team. So there there you yeah. go. Yep. He's continued to coach teams have gone deep into national tournaments and and coming away with with total titles. So that's uh yeah, and of course the we women call that in closing we call that championship pedigree. <laughs> that's, Take that's it right. away, my friend. All right, the uh, from the Summer Skate Studios, the Great West College Hockey Podcast was brought to you by the University of Arizona, ACHA D1 Hockey, a rich history, past, present, and future. By Summer Skates, whether you choose our original red, a custom logo, or our new black shower shoes, show off your game with style at summerskates.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, no one does entertainment destinations better. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, and a world-class education in any of our 300 majors. Buy M-Drive, real people, real results. Try M-Drive Boost to look and feel your best. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue Las Vegas style. Drury Inn and Sweets. Our quality and value have earned us 16 straight J.D. Power Awards. Book your stay at DrurySTOTELS.com. Liberty University, strengthen your faith, your game, and your education at Liberty.edu. And by Burrito Express, authentic Mexican food, fresh from our family recipes, with six East Valley locations. The Great West College Hockey Podcast and all of Ice Time Hockey SW Podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, also available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the Ice Time Hockey Now West.com network. As Ice Time Hockey SW.com yeah. is gone and it's now Ice Time Hockey West.com. Yeah, the transition July 1st is official. Uh, we're still working on the website, still bringing it up to speed. But the uh, IceTimeHockeyWest.com is now uh, what we are. As you can tell, we reach everywhere. We reach uh, Lynchburg, Virginia, to the Pacific Coast, to Alaska. We're everywhere, but we are definitely Ice Time Hockey West. Uh, we'll ask everybody to uh, tune in tomorrow night to the uh, debut show of Pro Hockey West Report, uh, where we're covering the NHL draft uh, with our little roundtable. And then after that, we start getting into uh, what's going on with the AHL and the NHL, at least in the western half of the United States. So, yeah, the the, the development camps are going to be going on. At least the Golden Knights will have theirs. Starting next up week. quickly. Starting and, up quickly. And sooner than we know it, it's going to be it's going to be training camp and preseason games, and the AHL season will start. So we'll, we'll be here sooner and than a, we know it. Get your rest now, NHL Scott. Teams, <laughs> a lot of NHL teams came out with their schedule today, yeah. so that'll be stuff to talk about. We'll see the draft tomorrow. And we'll say goodnight, little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Take care, everyone.